Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. 1983, that is the date that Two Rivers Ford was founded. They've been providing you exceptional customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles since then. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Promo code A to Z Sports gets you in on all the action for their great promotions, some of which I will tell you about later on in the show. Of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, the Nashville Predators, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Brimac Mechanical will give you satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs at B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. All right. So, Mike Vrabel, about 23 minutes at the podium today, in person, for the first time. This is the first time I've seen Mike. Well, I here, I didn't see him because I was doing the radio show today, and I had a great deal of FOMO because this is the first in this is the first Vrabel press conference that I've missed in his tenure here. And I only missed it because I was doing my radio show when he was holding the press conference at 1130. So I did not see him physically in person, but this is the first time that media was allowed to do in-person media availability in 18 months. It's crazy to think about. Uh, it feels so, it just, it feels like a lifetime ago at this point. And then all of a sudden everything seems to be back to normal or somewhat back to normal. So we have Vrabel's opening press conference today, and there were there were a handful of things that caught my attention that I think people would like to address, and, uh, and that is going to be what we get into over the course of this evening's show. What I would say to you is I want to know your Two Rivers Ford take here on a Tuesday night. On a scale of 1 to 10, if you would be so kind, how satisfied were you with Mike Vrabel's opening press conference. Now, this could be whether he, uh, you know, this could be any number of things that he did or did not address. It does not have to be a specific answer. It does not have to be a specific question. I'm just wanting to know, based on what you wanted to learn from the Titans head coach in his press conference today, on a scale of 1 to 10, how satisfied were you? Let me know in the comments section on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. That is how you get involved here with us on the primetime show. Give me your scale of 1 to 10, your Two Rivers Ford take, and while you guys do that, I will tell you about the people who present the Two Rivers Ford take. Two Rivers Ford, the electric Mach-E Mustang, the new F-150, the new 2021 Ford Bronco. So many great vehicles available to you at Two Rivers Ford. Now, when you go pay them a visit in Mount Juliet, just seven miles east of Nashville International Airport, you will work with the non-commissioned sales staff that puts no pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience. It is a the best possible car buying experience, and they will find you a value for your family's budget and for your family's needs. The thing that makes the most sense to you is what, or for you, is what Two Rivers Ford is trying to provide. It's the kind of customer service that you've come to know and expect for nearly 40 years. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Okay, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how satisfied were you with the situation uh, or with the press conference that Mike Vrabel held today? So, uh, let's see. Brad Lifford says a 6. Uh, Trevor Kinslow says, aren't we all happy he did, even though I don't believe 
that. Uh, I'm not sure what what uh, Trevor is talking about. Thank you, Buck, for all your hard work and giving us Titans news. Well, you're very welcome, William. Um, happy to do it. It's this is literally why uh, why they pay me. So I'm very happy to do it. Uh, Prad- Bradley Quartz, forgive me, Bradley, if I mispronounce your last name, is a two. Riley Mort is a 10. It's an opening press conference. We weren't getting much from him at all after one day. Well, there has, it hasn't even been one day, but I, I disagree, Riley. There, there was a lot of ground to cover with Mike Vrabel today. Now, whether he was willing to provide us the answers in, in greater detail was always the question. And, and today he was hit and miss, hit, hit or miss rather on a handful of different things. 6.9 says D good on YouTube. Steven Crozio takes him 0.1 further with a seven. Donovan Romaine, I had no expectations, so a 10. Plus, we all know you don't get much from these press conferences. So I don't, you know, I I understand why you feel that way. I do. And sometimes, sometimes I just don't about yank my earpiece out. Uh, sometimes you're right. Sometimes Mike Vrabel's not in the mood. Sometimes he gets asked questions that he doesn't want to deal with. And uh, sometimes he'll just screw around a little bit and talk for 20 minutes without actually saying anything. But when you go back and read through, here's what I'll say about Brable. Okay. When you go back, we get so when we do the press conferences, this is a little inside baseball. Um, when we do the press conferences, Titans PR does a great job at providing us transcripts. So we don't even have to transcribe the quotes ourselves most days. Titans PR will email us a full transcript of Mike Vrabel, of Ryan Tannehill, of Derrick Henry, or whomever talks at the podium that particular day. So what I'll do is, because sometimes I miss some things live during a press conference. It's possible, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of my question to ask. I'm waiting for, you know, a good opportunity now that these things are back in person to fit my question in before somebody ta- tries to tries to take that opportunity to ask their question. I'm trying to make sure that I'm tweeting all of the information out at the same time. So sometimes you miss stuff when you do the live press conferences. So instead, I do something that is tedious, but something that I do find very, very useful. I go back and read through Mike Vrabel's press conference transcripts. And oftentimes I find a lot of good stuff in there that I feel like gets glossed over because either Vrabel's tone is not something that appeals to you or whether you're getting caught up in something, you know, he's he's screwing around a little bit on the front of the question. He's roughing up, you know, me or Kaharski or Rex Road or, or any of us and then gives you the answer to the question, but it's buried in a bunch of generalities and cliches and sometimes it's just injury stuff and he has no interest in answering it so there is nothing to be had there but I do think I do think that a lot of this stuff to Mike Vrabel's credit does get glossed over and I don't feel like enough people in fact read the transcripts because that's why we get so many redundant questions at these press conferences you know other than the fact that we talk to him every damn day basically for the next month and a half um so Ryan Dominic says, you never learn anything from Vrabel's press conference. Well, no, that's not true, Ryan, because there's two things that we learned today that we're going to talk about tonight. On a scale of one to 10, how satisfied were you with Mike Vrabel's press conference opening today? What I'll say is I was, I will, I will say a seven and I will tell you why here in just a second, because I did learn today that there's clearly a disconnect between the Titans head coach and the fan base about what bothers you the most about this team. And what bothers you the most about this team will always be, until future notice or into, until such a time as we see otherwise, what bothers you about this team is what the hell happened on defense last year. A, a lot. You know, I mean, a lot. I can't wait to watch these guys play, practice, perform. Um, you know, because we go back and our job is, 
obviously with with coaches especially you're looking at the that the negatives you can remember every every time you called something and it and they hit you on it or something bad happened but you know when you go back and you watch there's a lot of great snaps there's a lot of great defense um but we have to be better. We have to be better on third down. We have to go and, and force the quarterback and make him be uncomfortable. And we have to cover guys at the sticks and, and all those things that we teach. Um, because, again, that's where the problems occurred. I don't think that it was, like, you know, just miserable. You know, there's a lot of good snaps in there. And then, unfortunately, when you, when you play bad third down defense, you're just giving them more opportunities. And, you know, we know with more opportunities comes more production. So, you know, that's something that we, we hit hard in the off season. You know, we were teaching it and practicing it. Um, so hopefully that, that will start to show up and then we'll be, you know, we'll be obviously practicing it out here. So the basic, the biggest disconnect between Mike Vrabel and Titans fans is that Mike Vrabel doesn't think that the defense was, in his own words, miserable. And many of you, myself included, thought that there was a lot of miserable defense played last year. Now, not to, not to say that it's all miserable, right? The thing that the Titans did best on defense last year was turnover differential. That's something that I know Mike Vrabel and that staff coach because I watch it every day that I'm out there. They harp on turnovers without question. And he's right. When you're that, when you're as bad as them on third down, <laughs> when you're when you're as bad as they are on third down, then yes, you do have more opportunities for more miserable defense. Uh, why did he gut the defense if it wasn't miserable, says Tribe, Tribe Called Quells. Well, that's exactly right. Here is, here is where the disconnect lies, right? You guys wanted it done away with wholesale. What they did was do away with it wholesale. But the thing that they brought back are the two people directly responsible, and they were going to bring back Mike Vrabel, of course. There was no, Mike Vrabel has never been in danger of losing his job. But <laughs> Shane Bowen is an easy face to assign blame to, and who you guys were pointed in the, who yours, your venom was pointed in the direction of last year. And Vrabel was very clear in, in the times that we talked to him about it last season, which was often, is that they didn't believe it to be the coaching. And so they went out and got an entirely new defense. But to say that it wasn't miserable, he's probably right. I mean, he's probably right that there were some, there were plenty of good snaps in there. But the thing that they were worst at on third down exacerbated the issues tenfold. There is no disputing that whatsoever. Because many of you were often miserable when on third and 11 or third and 15, Matt Stafford would complete a pass to convert the third down and keep the keep the chains moving, right? This was something that regularly occurred. Third and long, how bad they were on third down just typically and third and long in particular, that made a lot of you guys miserable without question. So, you know, his he is not going to come out there and be doom and gloom. That is not the job of the head coach. And he still has a lot of, not a lot of players from that defense, but he does still have some players from that defense last year on the squad. He can't completely tear them down. And if he, well, I mean, he can, but he's not going to do it publicly, right? This may be happening behind the scenes. And in fact, I know Mike Vrabel basically does a stand-up routine at the start of every, not, not that I know personally from being in there, but I talk to people who tell me that Vrabel basically does a stand-up routine at the beginning of every, uh, at the beginning of every team meeting and no one is safe. Coaches, players, staff, anybody in particular. Vrabel will come for your neck, but he's not going to do it in front of us, right? 
and nor nor should he for the most part. Now, I know you guys want accountability, um, but I would say to you ultimately that this is the biggest disconnect because I did I did learn a lot. What I learned, why I was satisfied by that answer is it just shows the gap between you guys and Mike about how this defense is viewed. And that's fine, right? I, it's not like he's not on social media. Mike Vrabel scrolls regularly. I know this to be so. Um, and not just on Twitter, but on Instagram as well. Mike Vrabel's out there, and he sees the vast majority of this stuff. So it's not like he's not like he's deaf to the uh, to the calls for Shane Bowen's head last year. You know, for, for Shane Shane Bowen's job last year. Uh, time and time again, and in fact, the, the scrutiny that he himself came up with because he is a defensive head coach and his defense was ass in 2020. But the disconnect, uh, the, the most puzzling question, why the DBs are so far off the wide receivers, players are coaching. Well, it's coaching, and we, we and that's, that's something that we knew last year, Titans for Life. We talked about that a, a great deal. They were hell-bent on not giving, they were hell-bent on not giving uh, a explosive plays. And they knew that if they, they did not have the speed and the ability last year to be able to recover if they were beaten deep, which was clear and obvious. So instead they got just absolutely ravaged underneath because they were giving that 10 yard, nine yard cushion to the wide receivers to not get beat deep. But then of course they suffered with the underneath routes in the middle of the field. This was something that was a, a, a tale as old as time for the Titans' defense. They did not give up many explosive plays, but they gave up way more explosive plays being, you know, 20-plus yards. But they gave up just as much as they would otherwise if they were giving up explosive plays because of the way that they were being absolutely diced underneath. Um, Evan C. White says, we had Jonathan Joseph playing corner for some of that too. Yeah, no, never for, people don't forget the Jonathan Joseph experiment because that was bad uh cards titans grizz says i appreciate vrabel's approach he knows it was bad keep the trashing in house and and listen the players do too it doesn't matter what i think of how vrabel does his job it doesn't matter mostly what you guys think of how vrabel does his job what matters is that the people in, in the organization respect it that john robinson respects it by the way john robinson titans general manager going to be on my radio show tomorrow at 11 15 live from training camp. It's going to be the first time that I've sat down with John. I mean, I've been around John during the offseason, but it's the first time that I've sat down and done an interview with John in also 18 months. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Don't miss it tomorrow on 104.5 The Zone. But it matters what the organization thinks of him. It matters what the players think of him. Uh, and by all accounts, inside the building, there is few people that command as much respect and are appreciated as much for the way that they protect the players publicly than Mike Frabel. So, you know, I understand why people get bent out of shape, but this is something that uh, this is something that continues to be the case. And in fact, I'll, you know, I'll talk to John Robinson about this defense tomorrow. <laughs> Can we tweet you questions for J-Rob? Uh, says Titans for Life. Here's what I'll say. If you guys want me to ask, and I'm not going to do a bunch of them because I know you guys are going to flood me with this, but I have J-Rob for about 20 minutes tomorrow on, on the radio. So if you want to DM me some questions on Instagram, please do so at Buck Rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G. I will do my best to get to as many of them as humanly possible. I, of course, have questions of my own. So unfortunately, those are going to have to take precedent. But you guys do ask good questions. And so I would, uh, I would welcome your suggestions 
in my DMs on Instagram, if you would be so kind. That's the easiest place for me to get them because Twitter, uh, I've got a lot. There's, Twitter's a lot harder for me to keep track of. Um, and that, you know, it's just easier on Instagram for me. So if you could make that easier for me, I will, I will definitely ask a handful of your questions to the Titans general manager tomorrow when we're sitting next to each other at camp. Um, but anyway, so this is the b- biggest disconnect, right, between Mike and the fans. Now, ultimately, uh, ultimately, I will say to you that that doesn't mean that they aren't capable of fixing what was wrong, right? We talked about needing a new defense or needing help on defense, finding different difference makers on defense. They went out and did their best to completely, almost completely rebuild this thing in a way that is clear and obvious to everybody. The secondary was nuked hard. The uh, the lack of pass rushing options was upgraded substantially. Consider this. Ola Adenyi, Rashad Weaver, Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Danico Autry for interior pressure. You still have Derek Roberson for situational pass rush, and you hope to never see the names of Wyatt Ray. Well, uh, Tuzar Skipper got cut, but John Simon now as well. They do have a more uh, a more complete, a deeper stable of people who can get after the pass rush or get after the passer, which is, of course, the biggest indictment of them last year. It's not just that the secondary was bad on third down. The secondary was bad on third down because they couldn't sniff the quarterback. 19 sacks last year, completely unacceptable. They could trip and fall into 19 sacks this year, one would think. Uh, Josh Johnson says, Mike sucks. Well, I know. I just think that's a dumb response, Josh, because he's got a winning record every year that he's been here before him. When's the last time that you've uh, gone to the AFC championship game? When's the last time that you've had the best offense in franchise history? When's the last time that you've won your division before Mike Vrabel? And all the answers to all of those are over, you know, over a decade in a lot of cases. And in the case of the offense, never. You've never had a better offense than you did last year. And that was, of course, under... Mike Vrabel. So, you know, I think that's uh I think that's a pretty ill-informed statement, Josh. And if you don't like the way that he talks or something like that, that's fine. You know, tough shit. He's a good football coach. NFL gotta investigate Julio. Yeah, this <laughs> by the way, this Julio Jones, what he's being sued, him and Roddy White are being sued for apparently, and I, I want to read the article uh specifically because I saw some people send it to me earlier today, right before we went on air. Um, the idea that Julio Jones and Roddy White are being sued by a cannabis company that alleges the NFL players went behind their back to illegally sell hundreds of pounds of pot on the black market. This according to Larry Brown, um, <laughs> which apparently there's some legitimate reporting behind this. So, you know, that'll probably come up with John Robinson tomorrow <laughs> on the radio show. Dear God. Uh, anyway. Um, what's having a good offense got to do with Vrabel, says Dalton. Well, no, the, the offense itself doesn't have a great deal to do with Vrabel. But who hired Arthur Smith? Mike Vrabel. Who hired, uh, who put together a staff that produced the highest scoring offense in, in Titans history? Um, yards per play. Who made, who, by the way, and this was not, there was not enough reporting done on this, who wanted Ryan Tannehill in training camp the year that Marcus Mariota was allowed to start six games? Mike Vrabel. So, you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of things that you can nitpick at with every coach. But there is no question that Mike Vrabel is an above average coach and that you guys are honestly lucky to have him. 
Um, Vrabel ain't did nothing to make it better. Well, Josh, I mean, if you're going to just sit there and come at me with bad grammar, then there's no point in having a legitimate argue, argument with you, but it's okay. Uh, it's not like Vrabel has no say on the offense, says Evan C. White. Yeah, that's true. That's why you were north, your third, your fourth down. So as much, as much criticism as Mike gets for fourth down, um, I, I wrote this in an article today for A to Z sports, Nashville.com. Mike Vrabel's fourth down conversion percentage outside of the fourth and two that was a bad, a listen, as cowardly a decision as anything you'll see in coaching last year in the division, or no, wild card round against the Ravens at home when the Titans hosted the first playoff game in the better part of a decade. Fourth and two, awful. But from 2019 to 2020, Mike Vrabel's fourth down conversion percentage efficiency went up nearly 40%. From 286 I believe, if I remember correctly, I'll go. I'll, I'll you can pull up the article for yourself if you like. To over sixty-five, like even if Mike had a bad moment on fourth down, he has substantially improved your opportunities and your efficiency on fourth down while maintaining the aggressiveness. Even if in that one moment he was not aggressive, and we can all agree on that. Uh, you would be losing that argument, Bucks as McLean Gromer. I mean, I'm not. I'm just won it, so you know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, and it, and you say loosing, so I assume that you are. Uh, oh, well, maybe you're a J. Martin Ramon listener, and you uh, you understand the inside joke with the loosing, not losing. Anyway, let's move on and let's talk about let's talk about uh, players that have made a legitimate impression on the head coach. We will talk about that here in just a second, right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook. And speaking of America, DraftKings Sportsbook has a medal-worthy offer for my listeners and viewers because our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold. That 100-to-1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. That's what DraftKings Sportsbook is offering you. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code A2ZSports when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. Bronze, uh, bronze gold, silver, it doesn't matter. If America medals, you win. That's code promo co- uh, That's promo code A2ZSports to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee-only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. So, uh, McLean says, Buck, you missed the joke. Thank you, McLean. I I caught it. I caught it on the back end. So forgive me for, uh, for snapping a little bit at you. Uh, was that Vrabel or Art? Vrabel's defense was horrible when Pease left. Can't deny that. No, I'm not. Listen, I'm not alleviating. Nobody is alleviating responsibility from Mike Vrabel for how shitty the defense was last year. Vrabel, Bowen, Robinson, the players, nobody gets a pass for how bad they were last year. But what I'm telling you and what I will always tell you, whether it's the offense or the defense, Anytime they succeed at a high level, the coaches probably get too much credit. Anytime they fail at a level that is clear and obvious to everybody, the coaches probably get too much blame. It is easier to do, and it's frankly lazier to do, to look at one face that you associate 
with the entirety of a group of people, not just 11 players, not just depth pieces, not just assistant coaches, but you look at the one person that you believe to be responsible for all of the problems or responsible for all of the success, and you assign the blame or praise accordingly. It's just not uh, it's just not a realistic way to do the analysis, which is why I always push back on, you know, the the overwhelmingly harsh criticism of Shane Bowen, even as I know that they were absolute ass last year. There's just more layers than that. And I know not people don't want to have layered conversations, but that's okay because I'm going to do it for you. Uh, you need uh, a neck fan for tomorrow, says Puka. Yes, so I'm doing the radio show at training camp. It's going to be hot as hell. <laughs> um, but I am going to have... I am going to have a fan out there with me. I'm going to have a cooler stock full of Gatorade and water. And I'm going to have, I think, like three or four people out there to make sure that I don't die uh, while screaming about Titans, you know, whatever the hell, into a microphone for three hours. Uh, let's move on and let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the situation for players that have made an impression on on uh, on Mike Vrabel this summer because this was something this was a big takeaway that I that I a big takeaway that I took away today at Mike Vrabel's press conference. Michael Bishop says so much bad grammar tonight. Good lord, Shakespeare is rolling in his grave right now. Oh, and then Michael Michael says rolling on his grave, not in his grave. Michael, you had the opportunity, you missed. Uh, Buck sounds like a radio vet. Surprised he's twenty eight. He's only twenty eight years old. Yeah, but Tony, I've been doing this for six years now. You know. I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of a vet at this point. I just, you know, people were dumb enough to put me on the air at 22 and now all of the rest of you have to suffer for it because in about 4 days this will be 6 years for me in Nashville working in uh sports media. So, I am a 6-year vet uh despite being 28 because again, uh people were dumb and put me in front of a microphone <laughs> at a very young age. Saffold has elevated himself it seems says Mudgy Ferris. Well, you know, I'd be curious. I'd be curious to uh, to watch Saffold and how sustainable his health is. But that's not the question that I'm going to ask you. The question that I'm going to ask you is which Titans player do you believe is ready to take the next step? Let me know on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together. Let me know on A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios which Titans player you believe is ready to take the next step. Give me your answer in the comment section on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. We will talk at length together right after, right after the, uh, right after I tell you about our friends at Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress. GaryAshton.com has the intel that you need to sell your home for more and win the buyer battle. So many people are using the same information about the same properties in Nashville real estate. And that's not what the Ashton team does. The Ashton team goes a step above, a step beyond to make sure that you have the best possible intel at GaryAshton.com. So not only can you find your dream address without the stress, if you are in the market to sell your home, you can sell for more whilst making sure that you have your finger on the pulse of the Nashville or Middle Tennessee real estate market so that you still end up in a dream address without the stress whilst selling your home for more. The Ashton team does it all. That's why they're, they're, they're the official real estate agent of me, the official real estate agent of the Titans and the Predators too. Gary Ashton 
and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. All right, so who is ready to take the next step? Let me know in the comments section across the uh, across the uh, social platforms. Donovan says, I bet Buck's been preaching his whole life. Well, I've been obnoxious my whole life, Donovan. There's a difference between preaching and obnoxious, although sometimes both can be so. Uh, Titanium Chris says, Fulton, Tier, Tart, and Ferk. Uh, somebody read my article earlier this afternoon. Evan C. White says, Buck's game really has taken a huge step, has it? Uh, a huge leap since 104.5. Well, I'm, listen, A to Z Sports has done wonders for me. 104.5 has done wonders for me. You guys, more importantly, have done wonders for me. So um, it's it's all been a uh, it's all been a, a building process, right? Got to play better, got to coach better. Uh, don't want to get thrown in the ice bath. It's a bad experience. I don't know where that's coming from. Tribe Call Quest says, A.J. Brown ready to take the next step. Karen O'Keefe going with Ferkser. McLean says, Lorel Murchison, he's doing all the right things and possibly got the opportunity. Well, that's curious because he is, he's not a lock to make the team as a fifth round rookie a year ago, but he does, you're right, have opportunity to make an impact, to be a backup for Danico Autry and Jeff Simmons. Uh, they still are going to need to find, need to find a way to replace Daquan Jones, who was one of the best players on this defense. This is something that I know that there are going to be a lot of different looks that this defense goes through. But what I would say to you ultimately is that Lorel Murchison uh, does have some some substantive comp- competition because uh, I'm going to get to one of those players here in just a second. Uh, John Bertotti says, can you do? Can you and Lucas do the radio show every day from St. Thomas Sports Park so you never miss a, pers- a presser in person? Um, not... Not during the regular season. Oh, this is only a training camp joint, uh, John. So my my schedule for practice this year is going to be different, obviously, because the radio show happens during a lot of Titans media availability. But uh, my bosses at 104.5 have set it up to me, set it up for me so that I can still be able to go to Titans practice. And we'll, uh, we'll tell you more about that once the season gets here. But in the meantime, I'm going to be at Titans practice every day that they have practice during training camp. So I'm not missing a thing. But just while Mike Vrabel's talking tomorrow, I'm going to be interviewing John Robinson on the radio. That's how it's typically going to go. Um, Terrence Gallagher Sr. says, Big Jeff, ready to take the next step. I assume Larry Ford means Landry, not Laundry. So it's now Honor Laundry, not Harold Landry. Uh, who's the current right tackle for the Titans? Isaiah Wilson still there? No, Tony. Isaiah Wilson is decidedly not here, nor is he anywhere else um, other than, you know, Getting face tats somewhere on South Beach, but I uh, I digress. The players, uh, the players getting ready to take the next step. There are several, and several of them, uh, several of them have the opportunity and have created the opportunities for themselves. But what I would say to you is that uh, Mike Vrabel, who rarely gives out individual praise, pointed out three of these guys today. Three that just so happen to have starting opportunities in front of them this year. Nick knows a lot more about defense than I do, so I'm going to defer to him. You know, I just think that any time that you don't have those reps and you're used to having them, um, you know, that's uh, – we were excited to be able to work with the guys that were here, um, either, you know, for the entire offseason or the ones that, that came in at, at some capacity, you know, throughout it. That That's all I can say. I can't really tell you, you know – why or what happened because we didn't have it last year. I just can tell you that, you know, I, I saw some guys make some significant progress.
guys that were here. Anthony Ferkser, Tier Tart, Christian Fulton, you know, those guys that just that were here working out, you know, and then I see them now, and, I mean, they look, they look different. They don't look like the guys that we coached last year. They don't look like the guys that we coached last year. Now, I wrote an article about this uh, earlier this afternoon for AtoZSportsNashville.com. Go check it out. Um, basically going into detail on how big a difference this makes for guys like Ferkser and Fulton, who was a rookie last year, and a player like T.R. Tart, also a rookie last year, and much less an undrafted rookie free agent last year. All three of these guys have the opportunity to start in 2021, and they have made that – they have not taken those opportunities for granted in a way that maybe they would in a normal year. Last year was not normal. We all know this. This year is still not going – or it's going to be – more normal, but there are still going to be degrees of COVID that hover over everything, as we're seeing with you know people like Frank Reich testing positive for COVID despite being double vaxxed. Now, the good thing is Frank Reich is asymptomatic, which means that the vaccine worked. Um, but in this particular regard, in this particular regard, Tier Tart has the ability to be the starting nose tackle for the Titans. In fact, I you know we will see how training camp plays out, and they will be it will be some time before they're in legitimate pads. But T.R. Tart, I think, should be considered the favorite to start in the middle of this defense. Christian Fulton is going to have an outstanding opportunity as they await Caleb Farley's return to show that he is a part of the future of this Titans defense because Jackrabbit Jenkins isn't going to play forever. But they've already drafted a slot option in Elijah Molden. Where does Fulton fit in with Farley also on the team? This is a team that added three new corners. Christian Fulton needs to prove himself and has made an impression on Mike Vrabel that lends itself to the idea that he's going to be a substantial part of this team's future. And then there's Ferkser, who I think is going to absolutely thrive with the offense as currently constructed because he's going to see a ton of one-on-one matchups and linebackers aren't going to be able to run with him, which is why Ferkser is so effective as a slot player because he can kill you underneath. So all of these players took advantage of the offseason program. They were here for the entirety of it. Now, Fulton did miss some time, um, and it's unclear why Fulton missed some time, but he was in the building without being out on the practice field. That is important to note. But all three of these dudes made an impression on the head coach, which is exactly what you're supposed to do during voluntary uh, voluntary workouts and mandatory minicamp and rookie minicamp and things of this nature, OTAs. These three guys are in such a great position to be able to succeed and they are going and they are going to have an opportunity because the head coach has already acknowledged that they are taking advantage of their opportunities. Uh, Jay tool on YouTube says, I do not like Buck as a vaccine analyst. Well, neither do I. I'm, I can't wait for the day that I no longer have to talk about epidemiology as a part of sports. <laughs> because God knows it's been long enough that we've been doing this. Uh, uh, I'm interested in seeing rice and Weaver in training camp, says Eric Garst. Yeah, I'm not sure what Monty Rice's role is going to be, but I know Rashad Weaver is going to factor into this defense in a big way, provided that he can uh, he can make it through his legal situation and, and see if he will be available after he has his next court date, which I believe is in October. I don't know the exact date on that off the top of my head. But that is something that kind of hovers over Rashad Weaver. But it, it will be in the middle of the season, so he will have time to contribute to the team that way unless something new pops up. Uh, T. 
T-West1825 says, love hearing it, especially since those may be the three biggest positions of question going into the season. I mean, I think kicker is probably the biggest question out of anything. Right tackle seems like it's going to be Dylan Radens. Um, wide receiver, no longer a pressing issue. Tight end, I still think that they add somebody, but Ferkser is not going to be unseated as the starter this season. Uh, Brad Lifford says, hey, Buck, will Kirby be with you tomorrow? No, Kirby will not. This is the first time that I've done a remote without Kirby. Um, but Kirby is still working through and, you know, still working through his vaccination process because uh, I think he got it a little later in the game. So he was not eligible to join us. So I will be working with a bunch of backups tomorrow and they better not screw up because otherwise I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> but no, I'm sure they'll do a great job. Uh, kicker, probably the most undecided position, the most, the, the questions that we have the most. In fact, I, I wasn't able to attend today, but I texted Teron Davenport um, in our group text that we have with Kaharski and Rex Road and me and TD. And I texted TD and said, you know, can you just ask him why Goskowski isn't on the team this year, basically, because he's just hanging out in Franklin, not retired. So he still has the ability to contribute to this team. Um, but instead, they're rolling with Tucker McCann and uh, Tucker McCann and Blake Hawbeal, who have a decidedly less proven track rate record. In fact, no track record uh, of kicking in NFL games. So let's put a bow on tonight's show. Let's do the gone viral video of the week. The question that we are going to ask you is this in the comments on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Gone viral. Now, this may seem like a riddle, but it's not. Gone viral question. Is it better to work harder or smarter? Let me know on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Many of you have heard this, I'm sure, from Zach Bingham. But when I show you this video, this gone viral video that producer Reed found for us, uh, you are going to be blown away by what this, how this relates to what the hell it is we're about to watch together. Um, would you rather work harder or smarter? Let me know on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch while you guys do that. I will tell you about Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will put you in your comfort zone. If you need help uh, residentially, they have it covered. If you own a commercial business, they can do that as well. Air duct work for improved air quality. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. All right. Is it better to work smarter or harder? Let me know in the comment section. Uh, McLean says smarter. Marcus, uh, or excuse me, Larry Ford says smarter. William Young says smarter as well. Always work smarter, not harder, says T. West. It seems we have consensus. I don't see anybody saying work harder. Uh, what I will tell you is this video, courtesy of TikTok, that we saw is going to uh, is going to uh, make you cringe because I don't know if this is working smarter. I think definitely it is working harder, and it blew me away by how ridiculous this looked. This handy face basketball product simulates true game-like situations when training. It develops not only the ability to shoot over defenders, but your focus, confidence, and muscle memory. Everyone who has ever played the game of basketball can relate to feeling unconfident when shooting over defenders. It's because in practice and training, players are never exposed to defense that come in a game. It's just like going through the motions. Really pay attention to any basketball game at all levels. Studies have proven that 85% of the shots that are taken are contested by defense, and only 15% of those shots are open. It's 
rarely you get an open shot in the game. And even when you are open for a second, a defender is running full speed to close out and contest the shot. Let's be real, anybody can make an open shot. But what separates the average players from the great players is being able to play ball under pressure with confidence. How do you gain that confidence? By practicing what's going to come in the game so that you're prepared. Uh, I don't know what the hell that is that I just watched. This dude, this dude strapped uh, like a, a cut out of a hand and wears it as a headband while he's trying to practice making shots. Does he not have anybody in his life, whoever is holding the camera for him, can they not just stand in front of him with a hand up as if to act like a defender? This is one of the stupidest things that I've ever seen in my life. Now, it doesn't show any of the shots that he's missed, but dear God, dear God, that is, I don't know if it's smart, smarter. I don't know if it's harder. Please say this is fake, says Tribe Call Quest. No. Well, I don't know. Pr producer, Reed, I get fooled by the internet a lot. Producer Reed, though, provided us this video, and I trust his uh, his journalistic integrity. This is something that I could not believe when he sent it to me. It is definitely working harder and not, in fact, smarter. Uh, seems smart, in my opinion, says Larry Ford. Well, Larry, uh, I will look to you to walk around with a headband with a cutout of a face in front of you if this is something that you would like to do. It just seems it just seems like a terrible idea. Uh, McLean says, this reminds me of that wide receiver coach we had that used to wear cleats to practice. <laughs> God, it is unbelievable. Derek Dickerson says, I think this is smart. It's different. So, you know, Derek, I don't want to outright, I don't want to outright dismiss it. But it's it's just not, it's not a part of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, never are you going to have somebody's hand. I mean, you are going to have instances where somebody's hand is in your face that way, but not like he is practicing. You know what I'm saying? It is there. I will give him points for creativity because if you are a one man act, uh, I think that that is, that is, it, it displays some kind of ingenuity and forward thinking. But again, he is a cameraman following him around. Just have the cameraman practice putting hands up in your face while you're trying to make a shot. I I can't get over that. Uh, what separates a good player from a great player, says T-West? Taping a paper hand to your face, of course. <laughs> I just, I I don't understand it. Maybe, uh, maybe, as Evan White says on Twitter, literally has no effect on awkward releases. That's what I'm saying. I just feel like it's going to mess up his shot because he's shooting in a way that's not realistic. Uh, wow, this dude is being interactive and he gets ragged on, says Vibe Runners. No, he gets ragged on because it's a ridiculous idea. <laughs> he's not getting ragged on because he's being interactive. He's getting ragged on because it's dumb. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Uh, but it will not happen anymore tonight because the show is over and I am exhausted. <laughs> I, I, We were talking to Producer Reed. Producer Reed in our pre-show call because I, I can't even tell you that I'm not tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I can't even play, I can't even lie to you about the Mississippi Mass Choir tonight. I'm exhausted, but you know what that means? It's a good tired because I stayed up until one in the morning putting the six one five sessions podcast together for you. It's a banger. Check it out. Joe Rex wrote of the Athletic and your Music City Mailbag questions. I have written two articles in two days, something that I have not done in quite some time, but that means that it's football season because we're going to provide you exceptional coverage. I am hosting three hours of radio a day live from Titans training camp with the general manager, John Robinson, on my show tomorrow at 11.15. So don't miss hanging out with J-Rob on 104.5 The Zone. And I'm doing it live from training camp in the sweltering heat because I love the shit out of all of you. 
and I want to make sure that you have the best Titans coverage. That's why we do the primetime show each and every night, even though it's at 8 o'clock, even though I am dead tired, and even though I lie to you each and every night and say I'm not tired yet. Clearly I've got energy because it's football season, damn it. So give me the Mississippi Mass Choir, and I'll see you tomorrow because we're just getting started. No! No!